Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Happy late birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. Thank you, Deb. I Do I look older? No. You look younger. You are younger, I think. You look younger. You act younger. You dress younger, for sure. Oh, my gosh. I am so dressed inappropriately for my age right no, now. And not. I do that often. You're not, though. You look adorable. Well, I have this mini skirt on with black, a mini dress on with black tights. Yeah, but... Um, no, I, I'm just here to tell you that she is not dressed inappropriately for her age. You know, I um, uh, turning 60 has been really fabulous. And um, so the other day I was telling, a, you know, a friend of mine said, you, Dave, he works at the theater, you yeah, probably Dave. know who Dave is. <laughs> and so Dave said to me, said, you look younger now than you did when you started working here 30 years ago. I mean, yeah. you know, you just, you really have, have held on to your youth, your youth. you know. Mm -hmm. And I said... You know, given my life and the challenges that we've had to face, I fully expected to be an old, haggard woman by this time <laughs> because of the stress and yeah. trauma, kind of, yeah. that we've sort of gone through. And you see a lot of people who wear a lot of stress and trauma on their face, yes. <laughs> on their body. And um, I fully expected, you know, when I was about 35, I thought, okay, I'm going to be an old woman by the time I'm 50. Well, because 35 seemed old when you were... 18. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm very pleased with, you know, as you get older, you see sagging here and sagging there and loose this and loose that. And, you know what? I, and, went, I went to the eye doctor and he told me that some sort of internal part of my eye was sagging. I'm like, no effing way, man. Really? Or can you go to the gym my, for sagging uh, eyes? <laughs> my eyeballs are sagging too? Really? <laughs> That just doesn't seem fair. It's not. Can't gravity leave something alone? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so it's, I'm very, I, now listen, I work hard, you know, I work hard. I'm at the gym every single day and my weight, especially after I lost weight a few years ago, it there's that five or seven pounds that kind of go up and down and, yeah, yeah. you know, and I'm really working hard to keep everything um you know, in place, in place and, and <laughs> tight and where it needs to be. So it's not like this is just, I just wake up every day and look like this. I, oh. I do work hard. But as, <laughs> as in this moment, I haven't had any um, work done. Not that I'm discounting the idea, <laughs> but I haven't had any work done. I, I don't really like like facials and all that kind of foo-foo stuff. Yeah. So I um I'm I, I do I'm, I am grateful for some good genetics yeah. and obviously some good diet and yeah. you know, and, but I don't but I'm not crazy about I think everything in moderation. That's what I think too. And I still eat a little bit of sugar and I drink a little bit of alcohol some days more than others. <laughs> um 
<laughs> and and I just really think that everything in moderation. Yeah. And I do too. And yeah. I think well, you you look amazing. So I know you had a really fun birthday weekend. We did. We did. So my children, my four kids, uh, stepped up and and my niece. So and I consider her a, a, a daughter yeah. as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love, love, love my niece. And she spent a lot of time with us when she was growing up. We took care of her when her mom was working and that kind of thing. We took her on a lot of trips with us. So my niece and my three bio kids, as well as uh, Laura, our late, our late coming daughter, who is mm-hmm. the mother of our grandchild, um, these are these are the children that I consider to be mine. Okay, you know these yeah. five kids that I adore with every fiber of my being, and they stepped forward and they worked really hard and they made reservations at this fabulous place in San Francisco in the Mission District. Oh, it's fun. called Foreign Cinema, Ooh. and we. Sat upstairs in a um, in, in a room upstairs that is just big enough for twelve. So there were ten of us. Okay. So it was just big enough for twelve, and um, we had to have a proof of vaccination card. And you know, it was all yeah. They're they're still trying to keep this virus at bay, but. Uh, then they presented me with a menu that up at the top said, Happy Birthday, Liz, oh, slash wow. Mom, slash Nona. And um, so there was, a, there was a starter to start with, and there were salads and soups, and then there were several entrees. And so these were the things that everybody in the group could, could pick from for their meal. And my brother came, um, mm-hmm. my niece and her husband, and my kids and my husband, and it was just, it was just delightful. We started out with oysters and we had salad. Oysters, oysters. Oh. I love them. Oh, my husband my. can't do it. <laughs> I, I can't do an oyster either. I'm with your husband there. <laughs> <laughs> my brother had never had any, um, had never had any, but. Um, uh, Can he, I just but say he just that really enjoyed it? It seems like a big snot ball. It does. It does. Absolutely. <laughs> but you put a little bit of hot sauce and a little bit of maybe vinegar, and you just slurp it down. What's the point? <laughs> you can't. They're taste. very sexy. Um, they do taste. They do taste. You know, a little bit salty, a little bit meaty. I, I don't know. They're mm. just delightful. Oh, okay. They're just delightful. I've tried it once and I thought, mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I had an amazing mahi-mahi and, you know, some people had risotto and, and chicken and steak and it was just, and then the next day we rented one of those those little tiny cars that you can rent in, in some of the big cities and we drove around San Francisco for a couple of hours and it has a little um, GPS and a recording. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that tells you, you know, over here on the left is the scene of uh, oh, San Francisco's oh, cool. only unsolved murder or one of San Francisco's unsolved murders or whatever. And over here to the right is where Robin Williams lived. And um, oh, cool. you'll see, and this is uh, George Lucas's um, um, movie yeah. studio. And, <clears throat> you know, just, and then uh, took you down Lombard Street yeah. and took us down Vallejo, which is the street that my dad grew up on. Oh, okay. And so we drove past the neighborhood where my dad grew up. Oh, and it was just, it was just delightful. 
and the whole the whole time was just delightful and so a lot of good food a lot of good mm-hmm. you know conversation my daughter and son-in-law came from idaho and um it was just it was just a and beautiful you magical were, you weekend. were there from friday to sunday friday to sunday okay. and it was really just a magical weekend you know mm-hmm. And so I'm very, very appreciative of my kids. They, they see me, they know me, mm-hmm. they appreciate me. Um, and there's always, you know, challenges. Kids, sure. uh, my kids are grown adults now, so there's definitely there's always, conflict yeah. and arguments and among, you know, between them, <laughs> with me and them, whatever. Sure. Because we're humans. Yeah, yeah. But boy, did they see me that weekend. And we spent a lot of money. A what did lot, you buy? A lot of money. No, I'm just talking like the dinner itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, did you get was, presents? Did you get... Um, no, the weekend was my was, present. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weekend was my present, although I did get a beautiful present from Debbie today, some oh, wine wow. glasses and wine and a heart. And it was all, it's all beautiful, yeah. So it's beautiful. But no, I really didn't get any presents at all, and that's great because I got this beautiful I got a memory and you know amazing memory coming back to real life is a challenge but um yeah there's a lot going on yeah in in my family I know you've had a lot with your yeah our son has had a vehicle that's that's been in the the shop for two months and and then he got it back frustrating he we finally got it back (laughs) after so much anyway we finally got it back it had a complete engine rebuild and 12 hours later, uh, was dead and has no oil in it. What? And so something, something is leaking. So and did he drive it home? No, he just drove it 200 miles. He just drove it from San Bernardino to Hollywood. And they said, don't drive it over 65 miles an hour. And in 500 miles, get an oil change. And so he, he babied it. He, you know, didn't drive it over 65 miles an hour, stayed mostly on surface streets and just kind of took care of it. And then... So now what? Well, so now we take it back to the mechanic and... and so you have to... How do you get it back? Well, so it broke down in Hollywood. So it has to be towed back to San Bernardino. And um, it, it's just been it's just been a lot. There's been several hotel stays trying to just go have face to face with the mechanic who has mm-hmm. been really bad at communication. Um, we had no reason to believe that the work was shoddy at all. Um, sure. Just the communication was bad. <laughs> well, and it took much longer than he had originally said. Well, he had originally said two weeks, and then this part needed to come in, and this part needed, and we all know that there's that there's sure. problems with. Yeah. We all know that yeah. there's a there's number. De- of, there's delays. There's things. delays. Sure. It's just about communication, yeah. and um, yeah. so I put you know I put out this big prayer request on Facebook because. I was just beside myself. I just didn't. And my husband, you know, my husband and kids are like, why do you do that? Nobody cares. But for me, it's if it's me. Yeah. It, it's This is who I am. Right. And I like putting, you know, I like connecting with other people. Right. I like praying. When other people put prayer requests on Facebook, I love knowing what's going on in their life. Right. And I love praying for them. Right. Or sending them a card. I love that. Right. And so I just thought, well, I want to do the same. You know, put this out there. Yeah. I mean, I recently did that. I I rarely put anything like that on Facebook, but I recently put 
a big, huge prayer request out yeah. there because I had a family member who was really in a life or death situation. And, and I did get a lot of really positive response. And I, I had a lot of people private message me afterwards mm-hmm. asking me how this person's doing. But, you know, John and I were talking yesterday about Facebook and why sometimes I'll put a post out. Like, for that's a good example. That post that I put, I was, it seems like a bazillion people saw it. Yeah. And then a couple days later, I reposted something and there's nothing. And so I don't understand if there's some kind of algorithm thing where some things get seen and some things don't. Because I don't know if it's a matter of people don't respond or if people aren't seeing it. Well, and I don't know. It does seem like when it's a, uh, like when you're reposting something from another person or from another source, a lot of people will just scroll through that. Okay. But when it's, you know, just scroll past it. They don't even, you know, it's like, oh, whatever, this is whatever. But when it's personal, people do stop and, you know. And 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 for me, it's, you know. Excuse me. I didn't know you have like schmutz. I do today. Uh, well, there's I some don't... water right there, young lady. You need to swallow some water. Don't know what the problem is. <laughs> um, for me, it's uh, it. You know, I feel like it can actually boost your faith because you see this your community come together, mm-hmm. and it's a faith booster. Yeah. On the other hand, people love to stomp all over your faith. And so, you know, I had one friend say, um, I have friends down in Hollywood. I'll see if they know a mechanic that you can call and maybe take the car there. Well, how does that help me? Because we've already given the other mechanic a ton of money. Right. And this is their responsibility. Yeah. You know, so how is giving now a, a, a different mechanic money to tell us the same thing? How is that going to be helpful? Right. You know, to this situation. Sure. <laughs> and so I said, I'm not going to give another mechanic more money. We've got to figure out if this mechanic who's been working on the car can rectify the situation. Yeah, sure. And her response was, um, I'm just trying to help. I'm out. And that is discouraging because the reason I put it out there is to kind of, you know, for one, maybe... Maybe other some people have said contact the BBB, contact mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know the Bureau of Automotive Repair, and and these are things that that are helpful. Those are things that are helpful, but when you say, hey, I've got, uh, why don't you do things my way? And well, if you're not going to do things my way, then forget it. I have no more input. You know, and and I think we as humans, we do that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we do do that a lot with with people. Yeah. If- you know, if everybody was just like me, well, right, right. <laughs> and so I understand the human, the yeah, human. Sure. Um, but I also, I also want to check myself. Yeah. Uh, it, so it makes me want to check myself. It also makes me very frustrated because I'm like, we've known each other for 45 years. I mean, really? Yeah. Why? Why are you? I'm out. Because I don't want your help in getting another I mean, mechanic involved. That me, just seems like uh, like yeah. putting too much in, too many ingredients in this yeah, already yeah, convoluted yeah. stew. I mean, maybe a better response would have been, okay, well, if you decide that you do need another person, if yeah. that person, if it turns out that it doesn't work out with that mechanic, I can give you this person. That's right. And That's that right. that would have been a nice response because I mean, I get it. Okay, well. I, 
That's right. People get bent out of shape pretty easily sometimes instead of trying to just see the big picture of something. Yeah. So So one of the things, I think the thing that has... um, has really clicked with me at turning 60 is, you know, I I no longer want to be just a, a, a somebody who sits back and watches my life unfold. I really want to make my life unfold. Mm-hmm. And for I, there's a there's a great line in in um, you've got mail, mm-hmm. my favorite movie, mm-hmm. my favorite movie, and she talks about reading books and she said when you read a book shouldn't it remind you of something you've experienced in your life rather than life reminding you of things you've read in a book I yeah mean, you yeah, know yeah and um and I just thought gosh I want I want that to be my life where I you know live my life in such a way that that I would like to write a book about it yeah, you know what you, I mean you are that I have created mm-hmm, yeah you're the you're the steering wheel. Yeah, that I and another and another great movie, The Holiday. Um, it, uh, one of the characters says, "Shouldn't I be the leading lady in my own story, for God's sake?" Yeah, you know, <laughs> and that she has a British accent. Shouldn't I be the leading lady in my own story, for God's sake? And um, that's what I want to be: is yeah. the leading lady in well, my own story. Sixty is a pretty significant number to turn yeah you know and I think in past conversations that you and I have had we both I think feel like more in our youth and I think a lot of people probably can relate to this but when you're younger you maybe you you feel like maybe you're making decisions and you are at a level but maybe you're not quite consciously awake to really make good decisions and our lives just kind of sort of unfold unfold. and kind of happen and you kind of sit back and think well, life just sort of happened to me instead of me creating my own my yeah. own life. And I think both you and I at 60, because I'm coming up in just a few months. I, I should yeah. count how many days, <laughs> <laughs> but it's coming up, oh, yeah. you know. And so, yeah, we're we're at a place in life where, OK, I mean, we're at the teenage years of our old age. Someone said that 50 is the youth of old age. Right. So, I mean, and that, that, that makes sense to me. 50 is the youth of old age. So now we're 60. So, okay, we're coming into the... I think we're young adults of old age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're young adults of old age here. And so, you know, I mean, there's no guarantee that we have tomorrow. But honestly, when you're 60 and you're looking, okay, how many more viable good years do I have? I want them to count. Yeah. I want every day to count, but... You know, I don't want things, I don't want to just sit back and let things just happen to me. Right. I want to make things happen. Right. I, you know, I mean, with God's help, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So you were telling me a little before we started kind of about about uh, some some paths that you took early on that have sort yeah. of led to where you are today, even though you didn't have a plan Mm-mm. in mind. I did not. You didn't have a, you know, and a lot of people, they go to school and they're like, even starting in high school. Oh, I know. They're like, I'm going to I'm gonna study this, and I'm going to study that, and I'm going to get a and scholarship, I mean, and I'm going to go to college, and by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be here. By the time I'm 40, I'm going to be there. And a lot of people do that. I didn't. I didn't either, Liz. I didn't. I didn't either. I, mean, I, I kind had, of followed my bliss. I had no idea. Yeah. And I think part of that is how I grew up. I didn't have a lot of guidance, and so I didn't right. have a lot of people 
you know, giving me advice in terms of, you know, you should be thinking about what you want to do. I didn't have any of that. And neither did I. You know, and so my parents didn't go to college. I mean, I think they each, I think my mom finished one year and my dad went straight into the um, Air Force. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, when you don't have a lot of guidance, you're just kind of out there on your own to figure it out. I mean, I knew that, I knew that I was a halfway decent singer. I I knew that, but um, I ended up, my grandparents lived here in town. My grandma's still alive. Um, and they, when we would come to visit, and I don't know if I... And you lived in Northern California. I lived in, I lived in Davis. Right. And, um, so we would come here to visit our grandparents and they would take us to Roger Rocca's. Dinner theater, which is a a great, amazing, it's not, and it's not just your waiting for Guffman kind of little theater. No, it's a a very high quality. We've produced amazing stars that have come out of this. Yeah, it's a very, very, it's sort of... uh, I mean, they're gonna. They, they have this legacy that they're gonna leave here in this. I mean, that theater is never going away. Again, people like Audra McDonald, who has won more Tonys than any other actor in Broadway history, started right. as an eight-year-old at this theater. Yeah. Chris Colfer, who yeah. was in Glee and all that, and the, and and the list is. I mean, I if yeah, I, yeah. if I start naming people and then yeah. leave people out, but the list is long. Yeah, it's very long. So when I was a kid, I she they would bring us to shows. And I knew that I was interested in theater and music and stuff. And anyway, I I ended up coming to a show when I was probably 18 or so. Um, funny thing happened on the way to the forum. And uh, I was sitting there in the, you know, just watching the show. I don't even live here in town yet. Yeah. And I'm 18 and I'm just watching this show. And there's a guy up there. And I'm thinking, oh, he's pretty cute. And, you know, <laughs> but I didn't say anything or whatever. Right. Turns out when I moved here, I... I that night, I thought, okay, I'm out of high school. I'm gonna, um, I'm going to drive to Fresno. I'm gonna audition for a show at Roger Rockas. If I make it into the show, I'm gonna move here, move in with my grandparents, and um, you know, see, see what how life so unfolds. I, mean, I guess in a way, I made that decision. Right. You know, I I did, and you know that. I ended up marrying that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that cute guy that was in a funny that, thing happened on the way That before. cute guy. <laughs> I ended up marrying him. <laughs> you now, you met when you were doing a show together, right? Yeah, we were in a... Well, no, we weren't doing a show together. Oh. He was a waiter and I was in The Sound of Music. Oh. He and was a waiter. He the was theater. a waiter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there was another actor there and she is the one who said, hey, you guys should go out. You know, and so we ended up going out. Or, but but uh, my point is, is that had I not done that, I wouldn't be here now. I mean, that that decision that I made when I was, you know, 18 or 19 to, you know, try out for a show. Okay, if I make it in, it's meant to be that I move here. Now, I don't know. I didn't have any other real real choices or real directions, and so that seemed like the right one. My grandparents were here. They were very supportive and had always kind of been a, a rock, a foundation in my life, and seemed like the right thing to do. And I don't know. Maybe I should have done something else. I don't know, but I didn't, and here yeah, I am. And here you are, uh-huh. a, a business owner, and you just are now opening up your second shop mm-hmm. where you're teaching voice and instruments and yeah, yeah. Doing, all, doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But it still has felt a little bit like... It's just unfolded. It's just unfolded somehow. Like, I, you know, and I don't, I don't exactly know how to explain that. 
even though as I look back, I can see certain decisions I made, but it still feels like it's just sort of happened. Well, I and can, I can, I sort of explain it this way. Uh, you know, there's been times when I thought, gosh, I really, I need to, you know, have a, give a birthday party to my husband, or I need to, you know, plan a birthday party for my child or have people over at Christmas or whatever. And then I make that first decision mm-hmm. of like sending out the invitations. And then now, now you have, now you have to follow up with that. Now you have to do so it. So now you have to do it. So now you have to clean your house and you have yeah. to buy the food <laughs> yeah. and you have to decorate and you have to open, you know, yeah. follow up with whether or not people are coming and and get them there and have this party. And my life has kind of been that way. It's like, you know, I, I make this one decision and, oh, now I have to, now I'm on that train. I guess yeah, I better, yeah. you know, stay on the train. Yeah. And and that's the way it, it kind of feels is well, that I, there's no real plan beyond the party. I mean, and there wasn't real, any real plan beyond right. auditioning for a show. Right. Exactly. But the snowball sort of. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, in a way, that's sort of how life I think should kind of organically unfold, you know. I mean, you don't want to be so in control and so planned out that there's no room for surprise and, you know, taking a left turn over here or, you know. So, but at 60, you know, you've had your kids. You're married. You're, you, you've you got things in place that are kind of foundational things that are, you, what's what's ahead? Like, now, now what? Like... In right. these next, in this next decade, yeah, which is I've heard for a lot of women, especially the most fun decade. That's what my mom says. Um, what do you see as? Well, I see that I that I really want to be more in control of the choices of my of my life. Mm-hmm. I want to be more in control. So one of the things that I have I've talked about even on this podcast is wanting to make memories. You know, I don't I don't want any more stuff. Yeah. You know, except for a kitchen. I do want a remodeled kitchen. I know you do. <laughs> Come on, Tom. Uh, I, I desperately want a remodeled <laughs> kitchen. Um, but beyond that, you know, there's not there's not any stuff. You know, I just I just gave away a, a, a probably a forty or fifty pound bag of clothes mm-hmm. that I gave to my mom because she, you know, her church has a free clothes giveaway kind of thing, and so I gave all these clothes to my mom because I don't I don't need those things hanging in my mm-hmm. closet, you know, and so I. I want memories. Yeah. You know, I want to, between now and the time I my life is over, I just want to make more memories and good memories that I can leave behind for my children. Not more stuff, yeah, yeah. But, but memories. Yeah. And so I want to be more in control of my my life and what I do and where I work and mm-hmm. and and what I'm involved in. Yeah. And I don't want to let it all just, I mean, I want to still leave room for the surprise. Exactly. But you don't want it to be all some, you know, plan. Yeah. I, 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 I've been thinking a lot about that. It's like, you know, I mean, in some ways I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm going to use the word trapped, but I don't mean it in a bad way. But, you know, I'm, I own a business and so I am confined to some boundaries that, and, that I have to do every day to to make that thing happen. And so in some ways, there's not a lot of wiggle room with what I'm trying to accomplish right now in my life. But creatively, I have these other things that I want to do. Yeah. And I want to make 
choices to make those things happen. And I'm struggling to figure out how to do that because I get caught up in the tasks of the day. And so then my creative endeavors want to go to the wayside. Yeah. And and that bugs me about myself. I don't I don't like that. And then I think, well, if I wasn't so busy, but I don't think that that's the excuse because I I would have time. I could figure out time, but for some reason I I I struggle with making even 10 minutes. It's hard for me. Mm-hmm. Just sit down and write, Debbie, for 10 minutes. Right. Write two pages of your book. Right. It'll take you 10 minutes, 15 right. minutes. That seems like a doable thing. Why don't I do that? Well, and, and and let me answer that for why I don't do it. I mean, I can't answer it for you, but I can answer it for me. And that is that when I think about, oh, I have a half an hour, I could go out to my she shed and I can do some writing, mm-hmm. I can do some sewing, I can do some painting. I, I have 30 minutes right now. Well, then what I think about is, well, in 30 minutes, I need to get started on dinner. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to stop. Then I'm going to have to put the lids on all the paints or I'm going to have to, you know, stop in the middle of a stitch. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. I, I've got to stop now what I'm doing and go start dinner. And so for me, I look at these little blocks of time that I have mm-hmm. and I just think, well, in 30 minutes I have to start this other big project. So I may as well just you know not do it clean and so i end up cleaning i I end up vacuuming or i end up or i end up yeah drinking a glass of wine or vacuuming or (laughs) you know doing something else that doesn't take several hours well and a lot of those tasky things for me don't require brain power right you know they just don't you know john teases me because i like to sometimes go outside and sit there and just pull weeds he's like i don't understand why you get enjoyment out of that well because my brain can just stop. I'm doing a task. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have to think. And I'm watching something get accomplished. So it's like, okay, I've got 30 minutes. I can clean the house. I can clean the bathroom. Right. I don't have to think. But now my bathroom's clean. Right. And, and it's off my list. Or it's, you know, things bug me. that. Yeah. And, and I wish sometimes that I wasn't that way. Like I wish sometimes I didn't care about my dirty bathroom. And I just would want to go in there and write. Or paint or whatever. I, I so empathize with that thought. You know, and, and I think not that long ago I was listening to a podcast and I can't remember who it was. And they were talking about the same thing and about how, you know, why why we get blocked with our creative endeavors. And, you know, at 60 years old, I don't have, I don't, I'm not 40 anymore. I don't have 40 more years to write my book. Maybe I have 10 now right. <laughs> or, you know. Right. So how, how, those are the things that for me at this point, I want to figure out. Like, I love my business. I love putting it all together. I love seeing the signs go up and seeing the paint go on the walls and talking to Manuel, who's doing all the work and going in there and seeing that he's got the soundboard up and he's, I love all of that. Yeah. But ultimately... I want to write my book. Right. I want to finish my record that I'm working on, my Andre and Me record. I, I, there's stuff I need to finish. Yeah. And and yeah. Uh, so and Andre, who passed away a few years ago, mm-hmm. and so it would be great to have that. Yeah, have that I have this. There, yeah. I have this amazing 
recordings of him playing his guitar that I want to finish putting my vocals on and finish. Ah. I, I'm right there with you. you. Know? And we get caught up in this snowball that yeah. just sort of takes us and it sort of takes us along. And the snowball is getting bigger and bigger and it's and it's not a bad snowball. No, no. You know, but, but eventually it's gonna hit a wall and it's gonna just and then you've gotta pick up those pieces and talk about well, deconstruction. You just gotta yeah. now you've gotta deconstruct, right. you know, well, another aspect and, of your life. And do you ever do you ever get to the end of the day and and you go I've been so busy the last couple of days. I don't even know what I ate for dinner yesterday. What did you do yesterday, Debbie? What did you do yesterday, Debbie? God, I don't even. What did I do? Who did I see? Who did I talk? I mean, it's just it's like it becomes a blur. Yeah, it does. Of of busybodiness, and yeah. so and I know a lot of people can relate to that kind of life, and you really can. I enjoy being busy like that, but like I said, I then that's, I think that's the part of me that makes me feel like my life just sort of takes me over and I'm not in control of it. Yeah. It's because I don't really accomplish some of the things that are super important to my soul. Right. That I, that I, that I want to accomplish. Right. You know? Right. So that's my 60-year-old goal. Yeah. And it is like, okay, I don't have that much time here. I mean, right. maybe I'll get lucky and live to be 103 like my grandma. Like grandma she's, yeah. she's, we took her on a little walk yesterday, my sister and I. It was so fun. We went, we got to go to the bistro for the first time in two years. It's finally open because of the pandemic. Yeah. So the bistro is the little restaurant at where she lives. Okay. There's oh, a, it's a little restaurant okay. that we would go to for In her retirement mm -hmm. uh, community. Yeah. Oh, and gosh. For years and years on Thursday, I would go over there and we would either walk or I'd put her in the car and we would go and eat lunch at the bistro. And because of COVID, it's been literally closed for two years and we went yesterday oh. for the first time and it was so fun to go. Well, and how fun for your sister who mm -hmm. hasn't lived near your grandmother like so, ever, it's I mean, so special for right, my for her uh, for my sister. I know how it's, great. It's just it's awesome for my sister. I'm yeah. So that's so great. Yeah, so. yeah. I I I mean, one thing I you know I work as a, a as a teacher for special ed, and I am a I mean an aide. I'm an aide, and then you know. But I work as a sub, and right now I've been assigned to a long-term sub-assignment, so I've been in the same classroom all year long. I'll continue to be there, as well as teaching theater mm -hmm. one day a week. And so I do these things. You know, it's funny how we were talking about kind of getting into um, kind of the snowball that takes over. Yeah. You know, I, too, I mean, I have Roger Rockas to thank for my life right now in my career and my working life you know mm -hmm. and I went and saw I talked about this but I saw Sound of Music you know when I was 15 years old and and I wanted to be the MC. I wanted to to be up in front of people. I wanted to uh, introduce the show, and you know. And I've I've now emceed weddings, and in a couple of months, I'm going to MC a big event here in town. Or yes, you are. Co-host a, yes, a big event are. here in town, and I'm super excited about it because that is actually the direction I'd like to go. Mm -hmm. That's how I'd like to spend the next 20 years of my life is being a host yeah. of something, of some events, being 
think somebody that's, that people look to and say, hey, she would be a good host for the evening or, sure. a, or a co-host or an MC. That's really what I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I went and auditioned for a show. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Same uh, show? Same show in like 1994. I got cast in that show. Were you gymnasium? Of course I was. <laughs> I'm six feet tall. What other character would I have been? I was absolutely gymnasia. And from the bottom of my shoes to the top of the feather, I was seven feet tall when I was out there on stage. Yeah. And um, so so then a few then I got involved in other shows and I got to work with the junior company and I directed this and I directed that. And then I was approached by a, a, a group of um, schools approached good company players and said, hey, we'd like some teachers to come in, some teaching artists to come in and teach our kids. And so they contacted me because I had been working with the mm-hmm. junior company. Right, they said, right. will you teach, mm-hmm. you know, theater? And I said, I don't have a degree, you know. I And and Lori Pisano, I just adore her. I, I adore Dan and Lori Pisano, let me just say. Well, yeah, and we, we love them both. We love them both. Mm-hmm. And they're such um, amazing people in this community. They really, really are. But she said, Liz, you know more than the students do. You know more than the students do. So... You can teach them because you know more than they do. Right. And I said, wow, you are correct. I know more than them. And I taught a little bit of voice and a little bit of dance and a whole lot of theater. Because even though I'm not great at singing and I'm not great at dancing, but I know more than them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, I can teach those things. Yeah. Uh, not at a high level, but certainly sure. in a school level. Sure. And so that teaching then... I have now been doing that for like 25 years, teaching in schools. I've also done school shows where we've gone into schools mm-hmm. and and taught about, you know, through um, music and dance and theater. We've taught everything from history to manners, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Don't be a bully. <laughs> what, what was that one called? Um, yeah. Yes. Greg was in that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was a it was a character's name. It mm-hmm. was the character's name uh, with the big ears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and it was painted on the side of the wall out there for a while. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. And I was in that show. I know. So that's uh, so those are just things that sort of happened. And I look at, you know, just last night I was at a teaching artist meeting and I just sat around it and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been doing this for 25 years. And I didn't ask to be a teaching artist. It just fell. And I have been good at it. And people are like, who should I get to be a teaching artist? And they're like, you need to get Liz Tokel because she's been doing it for 25 years. I mean, and that's an example of, I mean, there's this idea, too, of being open, right? You got to be open to what might come your way. And so there's this fine balance of wanting to, I'll say, steer your own boat, Right. Right. But also being open to possibilities. And and I think I think now because I'm more awake spiritually and just sort of consciously, I'm just more awake. I think I now understand that balance better. Whereas when I was younger, I didn't really I couldn't really see that. Now I can kind of see, Okay, I can make some decisions, but I can also remain open. Right. Because but if you're just open then it's just like anything's anything's a go. Yeah. <laughs> then you know? become then you become like Velcro where you're yeah, just yeah. picking up just, crap you know, everywhere and, like, until okay. pretty soon you've lost your stickiness. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so I don't 
yeah, I don't want to be that anymore. At the same time, you know, I don't want to be so focused that I'm not being open. Yeah. You know? And so, I don't know, 60s, I'm going to get another tattoo when I'm 60. Are you? I am. And and what's it going to say? It's a butterfly. I'm going to get a butterfly. Yeah. So. I do have one, two, three, four. Four butterflies at this point, and I think my daughter probably has eight or something yeah. like that. She's got quite a few butterflies. I don't have any yet. Yeah. So I need a butterfly. That's my blooming at 60. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I will just tell you that the butterflies on my rib cage, that was a very painful tattoo to get on my rib cage. And has it, has it, um, but I love it. Has it, has it sagged? <laughs> No, because I'm at the gym doing a hundred or more sit-ups or crunches every single day. Okay, well, there and you go. I am determined. And that's the there other reason go. I got it on my rib cage mm-hmm. because it wasn't a particularly fatty place. And I thought maybe it won't sag too, too much, you yeah. know? <laughs> Saggy tattoos, people. I don't know. But I think back, <laughs> you know, I think back when I was 18 years old, 19 years old, I got in my car and I drove to Memphis, Tennessee. I just, I don't just know. On a, on just a, on a whim. Kind of on a whim. And I got a job. and But then I, you know, I got married to somebody I met there and only knew for six weeks. And so... Velcro. I know, Velcro, picking up pieces of, <laughs> you know. And then... Not making good choices. Not making good... And sort of letting, you know, not really thinking beyond the moment, just yep. thinking, oh, this this guy's cute. And, mm-hmm. and you know, surely... This guy's cute. That's... A bad one. <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah. surely this is, I mean, it's all happened so fast. This must be God. Yeah. And now that I have watched, like, especially as the, the Trump era and stuff, one of the things that so many of my Christian friends have said is he was such an outsider and he won the presidency. How can you think anything other than the fact that that is God? Right. Wanting him to win. To win. You know? Mm-hmm. And... And that was kind of my mentality when I married my first husband was, I've only known him for six weeks, but this is God, you know, bringing this man into my life. And we had, you know, a child together. And that one child has kind of, because of a myriad of challenges that we faced, it, he, that one child has sort of directed my path and my life for the mm-hmm. last, you know, yeah. um, because he, because of his gifts and his talents and his challenges, my world has sort of been kind of centered around him. And, and that's not even fair because it's been centered around all my kids, to, right. be, to be absolutely fair. But because of his specific talents and his specific, right. you know, and he was the oldest, then I he went to an art school and he went to a magnet school. And so I got to know this person and that person. Sure. And so sometimes our kids, mm-hmm. you know, that snowball is mm-hmm. created by our kids. Mm-hmm. And I, even though there has been That's a lot true. of challenges, I look back and I'm like, that guy that I knew for six weeks and married, you know, he is the reason that this yeah. Young man now exists in well, my life, and I'm so grateful for him, and I'm so grateful for the for the life that he, he has opened up right. for me because of who he is. Well, and then there's there's big picture things, you know. I mean, and sometimes too, you know, when hard things happen, it's like, and you know, we made we make bad choices or whatever, and yet somehow in a in the big picture, things can kind of morph into. Oh, 
Well, had even though that was maybe not the best choice, it's led me here. Right. You know, and so there's so many part there's so many moving parts to our lives and our choices and our paths and you yeah. know, I mean, what if I would have decided, nah, I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna move to I'm not gonna or if do you hadn't been cast if I hadn't, in that show. Yeah, if I hadn't been cast in that show, yeah. I I don't know, you know, but I was. So it's like here I am. It's just it's an interesting thing when you're when you when you have the opportunity to be able to look back, when you get mm-hmm. to an age mm-hmm. where you're still open and aware enough and you I'll say young enough mm-hmm. to kind of look back and go, okay. I've, this has been the trajectory of my life and I've made these choices and I'm here and I'm, you know, it, it's, it's an interesting thing to, to look back, but then also be at a place where you can, again, be awake and look forward. Right. Okay. So, so I'm excited about this next decade for me personally, yeah. and I am for you too. And for us, I, we need to we need to get this podcast out there, people. Yeah. So you know what? <laughs> Rate us, like us, uh, share this podcast, uh, send us your your reviews. Go to Apple mm-hmm. um, uh, Podcasts and review this podcast. Send us an email at we dance with skeletons at gmail dot com, and you know communicate with us, and we would love to we would love to share we really all would. that's going on in your life. I just want to just say something about my son you know he has been without his vehicle for the last two months he missed out on some work because he was stuck here and not down in LA Mm -hmm. where the work was and so it's been a challenge for the last couple of months and I have watched him um, handle it with so much grace Mm -hmm. and so much um, acceptance you know and he said to me and the other day when we were we, we went to pick up this car after two months, and they said, it's going to be next week. And I just started crying. I, I just, it was just so exhausting, you know? Right, right. And my son said, Mom, I would love for you to learn something from me. said, if I just let all the, the hiccups in my life um, get me down, I might want to just kill myself because it's been hard. But he said, but this is what I know. I pick myself up and say, that was yesterday. What can I do today? And I just keep looking forward. That's awesome. And every day I wake up and make a choice to look forward. That happened. That sucked. But you know what? That's that's yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now today I'm going to move forward. And he said, I would love for you to learn that from me. Wow. And he said, one of the things that I see you do, and he is not wrong, is... Um, be so sad about the hiccups, yeah, and be crushed by the by these hiccups, mm-hmm. you know. Mostly because I'm tired, and you know, I'm sixty. He's thirty five. He can he can definitely. He's younger. He hasn't been going through stuff for sixty years. He's yeah. only been going through stuff for thirty five years. So I can I could make the yeah. decision to dismiss, but he's his. That's pretty wise. But it's very, very wise. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, I am telling you, I remember it, it five years ago, I think that this car situation might have crushed his spirit. Mm-hmm. But he has matured so much. And he has been through so much. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it has refined him. That's awesome. 
It has refined him rather than crushed him. And I, he's absolutely right. I need to learn from him. And I need to remember that that was yesterday. We can't change it. Right. You know? Right. The car broke down. It is what it is. It is can't change is. that. Right. You know? Um, I, you broke a bone, you, you know, broke a foot. I've got a brother who lost an eye and he's moving forward. I have a sister who's just got out of the hospital this morning after suffering from a a physical emergency. But it's like, okay, now, now that we know the cause of that, let's move forward and let's figure out how to move forward. Let's fix it and move forward. And I'm surrounded by people who are every day having to make the decision. And it's not just my family. Sure. you know, I look at the the Ukrainians, and oh, you know, and that's, the, that's it's a topic. so crushing. And yeah. we all have to make the decision to say, okay, that happened. Wow, that sucked. Mm-hmm. But that was yesterday. Yeah. And now let's move forward. And that is a lesson I want to finally learn. Yeah. No, at age I, sixty. Yeah. Yeah. That's. We all need to do that sometimes. We really, yeah. really do. It's sometimes we get stuck. So, so all right. So that's 60. Here we come. And moving forward. It's probably about 60 days to your birthday. I mean, it's, we're probably right at about the 60-day mark. Let's see. What's today? March uh, 3rd. And so we're, we're not quite there. Yeah. We're, we're close. <laughs> we're close to 60 days from 60. Yeah. It's almost a countdown, Deb. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're all, we're getting there. So yeah, and you know what? I'm going to clean off my Velcro, and I'm going to try to not have so much crap stick to me anymore going forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So reach out to us. Please like do. this podcast. Uh, like and rate it. Um, yep. You know what? We don't want you to give us any fewer than five stars, but if you must, you're welcome to give us four. But we would <laughs> love to have five, and we would love to spread the spread the word that honestly, what we're here to do, the purpose of this podcast is to say, you know what? Our, those skeletons in our past, those mistakes that we have made, mm-hmm. have brought us to where we are today, yep. and so we're going to celebrate them. Yep. Amen. Amen, baby. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Have a talk, great week. Talk to you next week. See you next week. Whatever. <laughs> Some, something next something. week. Something. Right. Bye. Bye.